standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus, episode 469. Yes, it's one of the lost episodes coming to you on the 9th of September, 2023. I'd like to tell you this was originally recorded prior to this, but no, no, I am making up for the missing episodes because I want to keep things on track. So today, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to discuss the idea of what you're talking about. So, you know, I routinely get frustrated when talking to people and I explain things and they just don't get it. And then I'll re-explain it in a different way and it just doesn't seem to hit. Now, depending on who the person is, I might show the frustration. Uh, Most of the time with people that are not my family, I'm uber patient or people that mm, I don't know very well. I'm uber patient. I, I lose patience rather quick when something that seems to be so obvious that I've just explained seems to get lost on people that I consider should know better. And that's on me, right? So one of the things that I've had to train myself to do, if you will, is consider whether or not I'm just not giving them enough information to explain it properly. Or perhaps their brain or mind is already overloaded with so much other stuff that they just can't compute what I'm telling them. So it's not anybody's fault. It's just the circumstance. So you need to be wise enough to take a pause. And why do I say this? What does this matter? Well, it's like this. I had a conversation earlier uh, in the week. Uh gentleman I was speaking with, um, I know fairly well. I mean, not like we're close friends or anything. I'd call him a, an acquaintance. Um, I like the guy, I respect the guy, but to listen to him, he was trying to tell me about a situation that I was in and he wasn't there. And the person that likely described the situation to him was not there either. And then to disagree and reaffirmed that he knew better than I did when I was there. Now, I don't know about you, but that gets downright frustrating. Now, in full disclosure, I probably didn't handle it absolutely diplomatically because I know this guy well enough and I thought he ought to know better. I was kind of probably a little short with him. Now, did he deserve it? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Was it Perhaps a little childish of me, possibly, but by turning around and ignoring the situation for a period of time, it allowed me to separate myself from the problem and move on. It allowed me to function at a better situation to where I could communicate perhaps later on. Honestly. I didn't know what else to do when, when I'm talking past the person, we're not reaching each other. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to handle that? I don't know. So likewise, in your conversations, you need to be willing to 
perhaps consider that you're looking at something entirely different way than the person you're speaking with. So if you're going to have that conversation, right, you're going to discuss some philosophical idea or just a general idea or even a concept, you probably need to have an idea what that person's baseline knowledge or baseline information is. And how do you translate what it is you're trying to communicate? How do you speak effectively to them? How do you communicate these ideas so that they know what it is you're talking about? When you talk about a philosophy and the person has no idea who this philosopher is, well, it doesn't do any good to say, well, as Descartes said, yeah, it's Descartes, I know, just come on, go along here. Or Socrates said, well, again, I know it's Socrates, come on, give me a little fun here. If they have no idea who that person is or what they thought or where, where they were coming from or their standpoint was, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to grasp or grok what you're saying. Yes, that's right. A little Heinlein in there. So that is incumbent upon the speaker to understand their audience. Now, clearly in the situation I was uh, describing earlier, I should have had a little more grace for my audience because I should be better than that. I hold myself to a standard like that. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. No, of course not. Doesn't mean I think anybody is. Well, no, of course not. But we can always improve. See yesterday's episode, right? What can you do? Well, you can improve. You can improve yourself. All right. So now when we're talking about philosophies, right? It's important. If you're talking to somebody that comes from a philosophy where basically they think there are no individual rights, they don't believe there's a God, or they don't believe that... (laughs) private ownership exists, you're going to have a really hard time communicating to them if you're coming from a worldview like I have in a way that you're going to be talking the same language or even coming from the same angle. So perhaps it would do us all well to at least know what communists think, what atheists think. Hmm? We should at least have an understanding of where they're coming from and what they stand for, if for no other reason so that we can better communicate why they're wrong. I've I've openly advocated reading Rules for Radicals. I, I think it's a good book for whatever it is, for what it is. I mean, obviously, some of the things in there are distasteful, and obviously, I didn't support or agree with the aims of that individual. But if you don't understand it, you can't understand and see what's going on today. Some of the very same things they talked about fifty years are in play right here, right now, and the fact that the vast majority of my conservative Republican activist friends don't understand that and can't wrap their heads around it is dismaying to me personally. I've also talked about the idea of confrontational politics, right? Another book where you can go and you can understand how can we do things and be more effective. It talks about why PACs are important. It talks about why action committees actually are more effective in many ways than other groups. But if you don't take the time to understand, you don't take the time to realize that there are other ways of looking at things, you're lost. You're going to get left behind. Now I know there's, I consider myself a, well, I don't want to say the word good, but let's say an adequate Christian man, right? I do the best that I can. I follow the best that I can. I lead the best that I can. And I also know that I'm a fallen man and I'm not perfect. And I'm probably never, ever going to be perfect until I'm in heaven in my new body, right? But as of right here, right now, I can still be a little better. I can still try a little harder. I can just do a little bit more. And what does that look like? How does that work? Don't know. You got to keep trying until you find your way. 
Likewise, when you're trying to communicate to somebody and you don't understand their philosophy, it's incumbent upon you to at least understand where they're coming from. They can't hear you if you're not speaking their language. Case in point, I speak what I would call poor Spanglish. I can communicate at the most basic level with people I work with who have also Spanglish skills. But I would never ever think that I'm competent to read anything that is actually written in Spanish. I mean, other than a couple of simple words, I would be lost. Nor would I think I was capable of understanding somebody who is speaking to me at conversational speed and tone that that's their first language. Now, I might pick up, mm, let's say, five words out of 20 Right? I might get 25% of what they say, and I might be able to figure it out by context, particularly if they're pointing and being helpful, but I'd be completely lost. Likewise, a good number of them are not going to understand, quote unquote, proper English. But if you use Spanglish and you do your best to adapt, you can communicate, you can reach each other, you can understand ideas. That's not an indictment on either side. It's an idea that we have to find a way to communicate that we can both at least have a basic understanding of what's going on here. And that's helpful. That goes across the board and everything else. I just use that because living in Texas, that's an everyday occurrence. And you need to be willing to understand that's the world we live in. And that's what we got to do. We have to speak to people that don't speak our language, both in real life as different actual legitimate languages and different mindsets, metaphorically speaking, you're not always going to be able to translate what you're trying to communicate. And you got to utilize the thought process. I am trying to explain an analogy or an idea to somebody that doesn't understand or doesn't grok what this idea or analogy means. So you have to find something that they do understand. That's one of the things that I remember vividly when somebody was describing how Bible translation is done, right? Just because you have the exact word, for instance, the one I remember the best was heart, right? In in the American vernacular language, right? English vernacular language, heart means something cherish, the most important organ, if you will. Well, in this other language, and honestly, I don't remember what it was, they substituted the correct word for liver, because in that society, that culture, the liver was more important. The liver was thought to be the, you know, the organ that represented where you would put your feelings at. So it's still accurate. It's still true. But in that context, it had to be presented in a way that they would understand. Now, the the danger here is when you put everything in a context, when you put everything in a standpoint theology, now you're not quite sure that you're talking about the same thing and you get yourself manipulated and you run into problems. So you have to be secure in what you already think and what you believe first and foremost. And then you can have the conversation where you come to an agreement and a mutual understanding of what's going on so that you can both confidently say, I know what they're talking about. When you, when you can say confidently, I understand what that person said. It makes sense to me. And the person can say the same thing to you. That's when you've had a beneficial conversation, when you've been able to communicate at the most basic level. That's when you can say, that's what I was talking about. We understand. It's not that hard. It just takes an opportunity to step back, consider the situation and try again. 
do something just a little bit different. This again, directly ties into the previous episode. What can I do? What can you do? This also builds on the idea of how can I improve myself? This also builds on the idea of how can I work with and improve others? These are, again, very basic, simple things. And honestly, I'm doing this because one, I have to have an episode to make up for the one that I skipped. But two, it's simple. It's easy. If you understand it and you apply it to your life, you can make a huge difference right here, right now, going forward. And that's it. I've got nothing more on this. And with that, I will see you on the other side. And I'll see you on the next episode. That'd be 472. Thank you so much for joining me. And again, remember, do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe. And if you're feeling particularly motivated right now, you can rate and review this show at your favorite podcatcher or on YouTube. Until then.